0: Well, hello there, Stephen McCormick here, taking the helm once again on another episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, this season, we're focusing on speaking to IT solution providers and managed service providers just like you, to understand what makes them tick. Specifically, we're speaking to MSP companies that won awards in the recent MSP Awards by SuperOps. Today, I'm joined by Jack Peplow of Veterinary IT Services, who won the MSP Website of the Year Award at the MSP Awards. Jack is a veterinary IT expert and certified ethical hacker who has worked alongside the veterinary sector since he set up his first business, age 16. He has made it his mission to help veterinary practices across the UK utilise their technology so that they can function in a secure, professional, and efficient manner, leaving vets to focus on, focus on patient care. Jack, welcome to Tub Talk. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant. Um, so before we d- dive in, um, could you help us to understand a little, little bit more about your company and which part of the world you operate in and how many people work
1: as part of your team? Of course, I mean, you pretty much nailed the description. Um, company is Veterinary IT Services, so we specialise on working with veterinary practices um, from small independents all the way to corporate size uh, organisations. So um, you know you could have a single site maybe with, uh, I don't know, two or three consult rooms, maybe say five to 10 people, all the way up to sort of working with the corporates, like people like pets at home, uh, working with them on consultancy-based products, uh, or projects, sorry. Um, And uh, we've been working now with vets, like you say, for about 18 years, uh, 18 plus years now, actually, it's a long, long time. Um, We actually decided to um, niche and focus on the veterinary sector probably about three or four years ago. So it's just pre-COVID. seems like an age away now. Um, But yeah, just pre-COVID, we decided to do something radical and decided to sort of focus on um, the veterinary sector, purely because it was sort of generally an untapped market. Um, One of the big things that I noticed was I wanted to make a difference and I feel that um, as MSPs, we've almost become, uh, and it's a bit of an outrageous statement, but we've almost become a bit of a commodity. Um, so we're almost seen as like the IT cleaners, and we're almost being uh, partly disregarded, devalued, and it's partly our doing as well. Um, so one of the things I wanted to do was I realized if I wanted to make a difference, I have to under, I have to understand the business that I work with, and it's almost impossible to understand every single industry. So look back at my customer base, worked out who are the people that I really, really enjoyed working with, because, hey, you've got to love what you do. Um, and I realized actually one of my first clients was a uh, mixed uh, mixed vet practice, a multi-site mixed vet practice. So they dealt with small animal, large animal, equine, all that sort of stuff. Really lovely people, terrible relationship with their technology. So I saw it as a bit of an opportunity and we realized we had quite a number of different other vets. So I decided to focus on that and, and sort of have exploded in the process, which is great. Um, sort of at the moment, um, this current business, we've got about 25 staff. Um, ranging from you know focusing on service delivery so support side of things all the way to um, admin and uh, sort of sales and marketing um, so yeah so that's a kind of a quick whip around who we are and what we're about.
0: Right so um, you work with both small mm. and largest size um, veterinary practices then so um, yes. so do, do you work up and down the country uh, do you have multiple places? Uh, ironically partly like worldwide
1: yeah, no, so we, we work within one central location. The benefit of being in the technology world is you don't actually have to work right next to your your, your clients. Um, if you set up a well-engineered system, and, and that's something which we be really focused on is, um, you know, we're all about trying to um, standardize, right? So we all want to try and work from the same equipment uh, and have our set line brands because, hey, it makes our life easier. We've kind of gone one step further and we've gone, well, if we niche, we can learn one way of working, as in how does a vet practice work? So it makes our life easier because we can understand the technologies that they work with. So, you know, we're specialists, you know, we understand what PACs, PMS, all these stupid acronyms mean. Not stupid for veterinary, but just in the sense of acronyms being stupid. Um, and you know, so we, we've got to really understand how these people work. And what they really value is it's not necessarily having someone just around the corner they just want someone that actually understands how they work um and how they operate and so that's where we've kind of gone okay well actually we can be based in sister. and you know we've got clients in um Ireland northern ireland um norway um and across the uk currently and and, and one thing that we're looking at um sort of uh, within the next i'd say 24 months is is sort of breaking into the us market so we already do consultancy work um, so mainly around we'll have um say, a veterinary practice in the states come to us uh, because you know they've got a good i t company, there's nothing wrong with their i t company, but they want to know how they should move forward with their technology and because we have a better understanding of the surrounding ecosystem, their stack, we can make the recommendations they pay us the for the recommendations and then their it company would
0: implement it. Brilliant So I know that you're a bit of a tech um you're a tech entrepreneur. so uh, yes. what led you from kind of starting out uh, to actually to actually working in the in the in the managed service pr- provider it, industry what kind of what kind of
1: gave you um, that kind of kickstart honestly i i think i landed in it so it was through frustration at school I, I was sort of a very average grade student um nothing wrong with that you know always got my c's it's very reliable with my c's which was great but I, I wanted to sort of do better than that i'm not saying anything's wrong with the c but i really wanted to excel i, I always loved to push myself and and, and try new things And I suppose in the school I was at, uh, you know, it was a good school, very good school, but because uh, I wasn't sort of aligned to the ways in which they wanted to work, wasn't genuinely accepted. So, you know, I I sort of looked at alternate avenues. um, And actually, uh, it was was by accident, really. Um, I remember I had to take my mum to the bank because they wouldn't open up a bank account for a 16 year old, which was really (laughs) interesting. and uh, yeah, so it was kind of I, I was thought it was uh, I think it was a young enterprise scheme was where it sort of initially started, and I sort of got very fed up because you had young enterprises basically encouraging people into business. It's a really good scheme, um, but I got very frustrated because you had a lot of chiefs and not enough Indians, so no one getting the work done. So I kind of stepped out and went right. I tell you what, I'll, I'll do a challenge. I'll go and try and make money, and you guys try and make money, and whoever wins gets the profits. Uh, Or it ultimately goes to charity, but you know, that was the driver. And um, I sort of thought, well, what can I do? And I'd always dabbled with computers, always had an interest in them because technology, you know, am I a geek? Yeah, I probably shouldn't say I am. Um, I I just love the power of technology, I love what you can achieve with it um, because it's an enabler if you utilize it properly. Um, So, kind of dabbled into computers, started building computers, and that's how I started. And and really, it was kind of people could see the enthusiasm because ultimately, that's still today. Uh, is what makes the sale, is the enthusiasm about people's business. Um, And because I was really, really hungry to sort of learn, um, did very well, we ended up winning that competition, which was great. And that's the start. And in the process, because I had to buy parts at the time with working with Ingram Micro, it had to be a limited company, so registered the company. So I kind of fell in the managed service space. And and I think at the time, um, you know, still is the case now, but, you know, there are a lot of service providers out there that don't necessarily deliver a, a great level of service to their clients. Um, and not saying everyone, there are some really good MSPs out there, but there are some not so good ones. Um, and I could see this particular person was being taken advantage of. And, and he sort of invited me in and sort of said that, you know, could you could you give me your opinion and tell me what you think I should do? And I mean, at the time, I didn't even know what bloody server was, uh, excuse <laughs> the language, but it was it was all sort of new stuff. Um, but he he understood that. I set his expectations and said, look, I'm learning. I understand the desktop. I understand the concept. If you can work with me, he said, look, I'll tell you what, I'll give you £200 a month and you maintain my, my infrastructure. And, and this was a Multinational company with about, I think it's 120 endpoints, leaving it to a you know spotty 17 year old, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, but that's kind of got me aware, and so um, I sort of realised actually there's a lot more to just fixing computers. There's a lot more that you can do, and um, so that's kind of how I stumbled in the space. Really, it was I saw there was a bit of an opportunity. I appreciate you know every every man and their dog is an MSP now or an IT provider, um, but you know I thought I can do something different, and, and that's sort of what I'm really sort of thriving on at the moment. It sounds like it was a very organic thing that that just kind of happened,
0: which I think is great because you know sometimes you, you you're just in in the right place at the right time, yeah, at got the, the right, right time. frame exactly. of mind, <laughs> and it's great, isn't it? So yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to talk now more about the awards. So uh, you must be very pleased to win the best website award. Um, sorry, the best website of of the year um award at the msp awards for super ops um could you describe uh what you think it was about it that that and why your
1: business won um yeah no of course i i I think i mean you know hey look it was a bright shiny thing bright colors i mean it's always going to (laughs) attract the judges attention Uh, no seriously um we focus a lot on um on, on our website. Uh we wanted to deliver something that really stood out. And you know, we already have a unique selling point in the sense that we're the only UK provider in or what you only provider in the UK to be able to provide services dedicated to vets. So that already makes us stand out. And of course, you know, we are in a fairly small marketplace. There aren't a huge number of veterinary practices, so we need stuff that's really going to stand out. And that's why we've got our bright, bright colours, very obvious branding. I mean, you can't really not know what we do. Veterinary IT services, I think, summarizes that quite well. Um, And we wanted a website that was also going to sort of stand out and and express the key information that a vet practice would need to know. Because again, you go on most MSPs website and you're trying to cater to everyone. Okay. And that's impossible. You know, it's like, to one company, efficiency is going to be very key. For other companies, it might be a particular way of working that's quite key. And you know, downtime not being, you know, is, is an absolute no-no. Um, and, you know, and there are certain things that they look for. You know, some are going to be more focused on encryption and compliance, while others are going to be focused on again, you know, how can I make my business more efficient? Um And so we thought, well, actually, you know, if we focus on the website, focus on all the things that actually matter to veterinary practices, so it stands out, make it very visual, make it all about people, because, you know, veterinary people are, are veterinary um, um, professionals are very people focused. They're lovely, lovely people to work with. Um, And so we thought, well, let's get the face on there. Let's try and build a bit of a relationship. And so. Uh, for us, in, you know, building testimonials and stating the things that really matter to them, as well as obviously creating educational content. You know, you've got very highly educated people, um, veterinary professionals. You know, they they are they, they study for a very long time. I think, if I'm correct, longer than doctors, which is insane how long they're yeah. in, uh, in study for. Um, and so, you want to try to create content that actually appeals to them, so they can learn things, and that's kind of what we try to do with our website. So, we wanted to create something that was usable easy to understand, have all the key factors that matter to veterinary practice. Um, and so I think kind of that's one of the reasons because you know we are so focused. And you know, realistically, I think um, it's quite common with MSPs. You know, we, we don't always have the best website. And I, I love branding. Okay. I, I'm not saying I do it perfectly, but I absolutely love branding. Um, so this was kind of a bit of an excuse. I actually designed the website myself, obviously with expertise. You know, I, I delegated quite a few tasks to people that are much much better than me, but I did have a very key influence in what I was wanting to try to achieve with the website. Um, and yeah, I'm really pleased and you know very very proud that we we won the award. It was a bit of a surprise, if I'm honest. You know, I know there are a lot of not great websites out there, but I'm sure there are some really really good websites out there too. So yeah, yeah,
0: very privileged. I, I mean, it it is very striking. I I, I have actually been on it myself and it and it it does tell you exactly what you need to know it's it you know so with all those things that are good what do you think um are the common mistakes that p- people make with their msp
1: websites what, so many. what do you think goes wrong so with them um, <laughs> i think the common things is um you know you've got to go to people that actually understand and can help guide you you know i i have um people within my circle um who are absolutely fantastic i couldn't cope without them um uh, you know paul green being one person that you know he's he's someone that works directly with us and he's he's superb and very very helpful with us and helped me direct uh, directed me within the world of niching or as he calls it niching now it's really and <laughs> it really yeah. irritates me um but no I, I think the common things are stock photography um, you know, and, and not utilising your people. And I understand when you're first starting up an MSP, it's it's really, really difficult, but you can still get a professional fo- uh, photos. I mean, if you look at my website, it's of Fluffy Animals, which is great, uh, and and of me, uh, because obviously that's, I'm, I'm the front person of, of this particular organisation. We, we decided to take the Branson-esque approach, I suppose, and it's, it's worked quite well, because again, for vets, it's all about relationships. Um, I think the other thing is, is that, you know, people don't really understand our world. So, you know, if you go and say you're a managed service provider, they almost look at you going, so what's that? You know, and they use the the thing that really frustrates me and go, oh, so your IT support. Once you explain something like, oh God, <laughs> um, yes, if, if that makes you happy, then I'm IT support. But most of the time you go onto these websites and it, you know, you're you're expressing your services, but a lot of these things don't mean to mean much to people. I mean, you know, you go and say to someone, hey, we do disaster recovery things, they go, Great, so you save us from earthquakes. Like, well, what is it you do? Um, so people almost get confused because it's quite a daunting thing, you know, most of us tech experts or tech, tech experts, if you want to call us that. You know, we understand this, we love what we do. Um, But for other people, technology, in a way, especially, you know, they they generally come from having bad experiences in a lot of cases, Um, you know, are scared by what technology is. They find it overwhelming. And so, of course, if you start using these acronyms or words people don't understand, it confuses them. Um, And I think that's kind of a common mistake. So, stock photography, um, not clearly expressing what it is that you do or trying to be overly complicated. Um, And generally, they look really dated, these websites. Yeah. Um, you know, considering how many great people are out there to try and help guide you, you know, it's amazing how many people really completely discard their website. And I'm not saying my website is the be-all or end-all because actually, it has uh, a low amount of traffic. But that's because of the industry I'm in. But what matters is when someone goes onto it, I want it to be very clear as to what we do. I want to have very clear references to how we stand out, what makes us different. So, do we speak their language? You know, it's not about me; it's about them. And that's the other thing we as MSPs make a mistake on. It's, it, it's all about us. It's like, well, what about your client? Like, should you want to talk about your client? You know, you've got to win them over first. I like, don't try and sell yourself in that sense. You sell yourself by sharing information. And I got very, very heavily influenced by um, a guy called Marcus Sheridan, uh, who wrote the book, They Ask You Answer. Absolutely incredible book. I uh, recommend anyone to read it. It uh, really transformed my understanding of um, the importance of marketing because before it was kind of, I felt like I was just spending money for money's sake and not really getting much back from it. And and then sort of Marcus had this. I actually got to interview him on my podcast, uh, which was really really good. A real surprise actually, because got this incredible keynote speaker, um, and you know he wanted to come on my lonely little uh, veterinary podcast. But it was great. Really nice guy to talk to. Um, and his concept was all about educating the client. You know, it's not selling. It's it's about sharing information because. What will happen is when it's all about building trust, and that's what us as MSPs are really bad at. We're always hard sell. You know, when we manage your IT, it's almost like we've got nothing else to show. And actually, you know, there's so much more we can do as a as a profession. Um, but yeah, that was one of the key drivers for our website. Was you know what can we do? Uh, because obviously, especially in the veterinary world, it's all about CPD. Yeah. Um, which is continuous professional development. And it's always about that continuous learning. So, yeah, I think that's kind of a, another thing. I mean, there's tons that we as MSPs make mistakes on websites. And, you know, even social proof, it's often missed. Uh, you know, you, want, you obviously clearly do a good job for your clients. Why not let them shout about what you do, you know? Testimonials uh, you don't are need tons. always
0: missed out. They're always yeah. left off. And it's such an obvious thing. It's like somebody else is basically telling you how good you are on yeah, your...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on and, and, your... And, and, and it, Storefront, you know, yeah, um, and, and, it really, and it's, you know, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, and, it, and and it's almost like you know, it's like we're obsessed with putting service metrics up, and it's yeah. like, do people really care? I mean, if you get to the point that your client actually cares about how quickly you gonna respond to them, you're doing something wrong, in my personal opinion. You know, it's like you've got yeah, to be absolutely. shouting about other things. I mean, obviously, feedback being key, but there are other things that you can shout about. So I could talk for hours about this <laughs> area. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I think I think you've hit two
0: key, well, at least two key points there one of them being make sure you've got yeah. testimonials there and the 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 second one is you, you know it you as the msp o- owner you've got to be front and yeah. center you've got to be there saying i am the expert that's going to help you to make more money or to get more customers or to deliver better services you have to be richard branson like you said, you know, you kind of have to, and I think that's perfect. Brilliant. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you now about, um, so where did you hear about the MSP awards by SuperOps, and how did you find the entry process, Jack?
1: So, I mean, I'll start with the latter. The entry process was seamless. Um, uh, nice. Very, very easy. Just asked a couple of questions and, um, you know, it's, it's almost like I wanted to share more than what I was allowed. Um, so it was almost <laughs> too easy, uh, which was great. Not, Not the winning the award just the actual process it was mm-hmm. really really super easy so you know if, if ever you get an opportunity um, especially with this SuperOps award just take advantage of it because actually it, it is really really easy um the challenge is trying to express uh you know why you should win the award because you've got very limited space um how did i enter it or how do i find out about it i think to be, to be fair i mean i was aware of super Ops as a as a platform so you know we're always continuously on the review of our, our stack you know we're not spending too much time yeah. on it because so i get told off for that <laughs> um, my team will kill me, um, but you know we're always trying to be aware of what kind of platforms are out there. And SuperOps had a very, very kind of interesting uh, approach. You know, really, really interesting platform. We're not quite there to move over to them, but you know, always going to keep a close eye because they're, they're very forward-thinking and very, very hungry, it seems. Um, so I, I think it was possibly a LinkedIn post, either from one of the people that I follow, or um, I can't remember exactly where it came from, but it was through one of the social media channels. And I thought, you know what? Why not and i had a look into it and i think it's kind of before i went to bed one night i thought you know what i'll just i'll just give this a quick crack and it you know it was literally a couple of paragraphs of, of, of what it is why why you think you should enter the or win the award and i thought well what what have i got to lose <laughs> absolutely i mean if you if you don't try you're never
0: gonna win i so exactly. you know, <laughs> brilliant um what does winning an, an award like this then mean to to your business i mean um is this going to be something else that is going to kind of open doors or are you going to be able to kind of um you know make new I don't I connections don't know I,
1: I, it, it's a difficult one I think yeah you know, being very transparent and I, I don't think it's going to open any doors um no. if anything it, you might have people that will come to you looking for some advice and just some guidance not saying I'm an expert might go well how did you do this or how did you do that which is absolutely fine um I, because, you know, I mean, for us, if, if we won something specific to our industry, then yeah, great. You know, as in, I mean, veterinary space, it might mean something more. I, I think kind of, I'm very proud. You know, I think it's it's great to win an award, to be acknowledged is, is a massive thing. And it's also great for my team. So the people that were actually involved with building the website, it's a real boost for them because I think, great. I mean, obviously, we don't build websites. Uh, we probably should, I suppose. But no, I mean, if we built websites, that'd be a massive thing to really shout about because obviously, yeah, you know, you've got someone that is independently reviewed and, and and acknowledged that you've got a good website. But I, I, right now, I, I mean, I can't see any immediate things. Uh, I don't think, um, but I could be being very very. I think that's fair. I, you know, yeah, I I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there again.
0: It's it's it if you were building websites all the time, I think yeah, that's that's a definite um, you know thing to be. Um, shouting about, but it's still nice to be recognized for what you do have. Absolutely. So, yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So. Um, I'm going to change tack a bit here now, then. So, uh, back to you personally. Um, I'm intrigued. What have you found the most challenging thing about running an IT
1: business? Um, <laughs> stuff, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's people. Um, so yeah. uh, staffing is a challenge for every industry, um, even the veterinary industry. I mean, to be honest, they've got a harder job than us because they need to find people that are qualified, and see they have to go through you know the educational system, and it's a long, long process. While for us, IT people, anyone can pick it up and, and in theory, do it within reason. Obviously, got to got, the right, got to have the right mindset, but we've got no accreditations as such to to sort of follow. Um, but finding people that sort of understand, especially you know, as a as a growing MSP. Um, you know you 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 want to be flexible you want to provide flexibility of course you do um, but it's finding people with the right mindset to be able to sort of get behind and and support you with your direction of what you're trying to achieve um, and and finding people that have that hunger um, and that that are going to be behind you no matter what um, because you know like I say as a dynamic MSP you you do face more challenges and especially in the world of MSP um, you know because when you're sort of a sysadmin um, you're obviously working within one environment um, and to be honest A lot of the time, this is probably really unfair, but a lot of the time, you're sitting on your hands, twiddling your thumbs, obviously, you'll find other things to do, but you've got a single system to maintain, a single environment. Um, and you've got set variables which are controlled, and you're also responsible for that. Well, with an MSP, you're, you're dealing with lots of, you know, especially with the generic MSP, you're dealing with lots of different industries, lots of different technologies, with lots of different software, and you have no idea what could be coming through. You know, it could be something really basic, it could be something really complicated, and so you never know what tomorrow might bring. You can preempt, predict, you can preempt. You know, we really heavily utilize automation. I mean, this project, I'm, I'm currently on site working on the project. I never get involved with projects, by the way, but. This particular one we're rolling out this sort of state-of-the-art platform which is quite exciting we've got a client that actually said you know we're willing to be a guinea pig to trial this um, all center-based ble stuff which is really quite cool um and so i'm personally overseeing this one but um you know it, it, it's just uh it's it, yeah I, I think staffing staffing has always been the challenge and i don't think it will ever go ever go away i, I, I really don't um but yeah and, and how we're going to fix it I, I i don't know because of course you try to an environment which is very opening very well welcome very supportive um and you know you try to promote self-development you know so I mean, we we cover off all training and exams for our guys um you know, we do everything we can we have like regular um socials and like our last yeah. event was a vr event which was really good fun i highly recommend that um, but yeah, it, I think it is our, our biggest problem. I think it's every MSB's biggest problem. If you haven't got it, then please come find me and tell me what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. On the flip side of
0: that, then what's what's your favorite thing about about running your IT
1: business? Um, I think uh, again, it's it's people. Um, it's people so it's working it? with people. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I get such a buzz when you see um, the difference you can make. Um, I mean, like I said at the start, it, you know, technology is a neighbor if it's it, if you show um, people how to get best use of it and really sit down with them. And like I say, my particular role is more focused on strategy. So I work with clients and talk about the future and where they're going and get to work on some really cool projects. Um, but um, actually seeing and sitting down with someone and, and talking about where they want to go, what they'd like to achieve, not just on a technology level, but, you know, it's like, what are the aspirations of the business? Where are they looking to go? What are they looking to achieve? What are the current challenges they might face? And then when you actually nail these, seeing the, 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 the kind of how they behave and how they respond and how happy they are and how much of a difference you make for them and, and the bonds you bring and build. You know, I mean, I've got clients back from when I first set up my original business that continued and followed me all through the, the, the journey of growing and setting up these different organizations, which is amazing. Uh, and I think that's the buzz I get, you know, it's the difference that you can make in seeing it. And, and you know, both internally for your team as well, not just you know, external clients. It's also seeing the difference of, of someone developing within your organization, the appreciation you get back. I think that's the big, the big kickback I get, I think.
0: Brilliant. Um, okay, then so uh, what do you see? Um The next few years, holding for the MSP industry in in general, um, do you think it's going to be uh, tough, or uh, do you think there's there's still kind of areas uh, for um, for kind of big developments there?
1: I I think we've got to be aware that we've got to not be a commodity. Okay, so we're we're driving prices down. Uh, we are becoming cleaners, which is not good, um, uh-huh. and it is going to get to the point where the robots are coming. <laughs> over going over the top there, but you know, <laughs> when you see things like um, you know, even just the evolution of ChatGPT, uh, quite incredible. You can just literally ask a question; it will go and develop a PowerShell script. It may not be perfect, but it's pretty bang on, and it saves you a huge amount of time. Yeah. Um, you know, this is going to be replacing. I think if you could integrate that within, say, for example, your RMM solutions or any of the technologies that we utilise, obviously in a secure manner. Um, I think you've got something that could almost replace uh, definitely a level one tech. Um, and, and obviously, depending on what you do, could go further. And you've got to then understand that the technologies that we work with, I mean, you know, we work with the Microsoft 365 stack and how simple it's becoming. You know, it's becoming user-intuitive. Um, You know, I'm not saying a user could just necessarily take it off the shelf and build it correctly, but, you know, if you just use Microsoft 365 and you literally purely use it for email and SharePoint, you're going to have a problem. You need to be utilizing the tools. And, and, you know, that's where we've repositioned ourselves, you know, from a niching point of view, but also from a strategic point of view, you know, we we don't really sell our support services. Yes, okay, that's how people identify us. But actually, it's more about that ongoing relationship and how we can build stuff and and develop them. We call it technology alignment, you know, because... Typical thing you see with the business is you've got them going or trying to go that way. You've got the technology going completely the opposite direction, almost yeah. pulling them apart. Um, and so it's working with them to get more from their, their business. And I think that's kind of, in my opinion, the future of the MSP. You know, you've got the MSSP role, but I uh, probably be shot down for this, but you know, I don't believe that uh, you can be an MSP and an MSSP. Um, you know, they're, they're two different types of people that you're going to be employing. I mean, I, I'm obviously I'm a certified ethical hacker. I've always dabbled with it, I've always had an interest in it, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a tech support person. Uh, it's just something I've landed in essentially, and I've got good people around me that actually make that happen. Um, but they work very differently to how I would work uh, as such. You know, I, I'm a I'm a problem I'm solve a solution person with regards to sort of that side, more strategic, their sort of troubleshooting yeah. side of things and. I think they're two very different types of people. So I, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, obviously, cybersecurity is key and it's becoming more prominent now, but I don't think, um, yeah, I, I think we've just got to be aware, I, I think more than anything. I, th- I think there is a future for MSPs, but I think we're going to change. We've just got to stop being a commodity and stop trying to drive prices down and actually show people the value that we can bring because I think that's something that we we massively shoot ourselves in the foot over. Um, yeah. Yeah, we are we are very, very good and very intelligent people and very, very capable people. And I don't think we do ourselves favour with what we do. I think you're I think you are
0: right there again it's um A, AI and machine learning is getting more and more sophisticated but the fact that the tools are getting more complex means that people aren't necessarily using them to their to their to their full p- potential without the expert in the room to actually help them utilize it so I think I think I think you're absolutely right there that is where MSPs can kind of really come into their own and actually bridge that gap i think that's a, a perfect answer right then um so um how how then after we've just described that uh do you see your business um developing over the next 18 months now i know you you talked about um kind of maybe branching out into the states um So, yeah, where where do
1: you see yourself in, in, let's say, 18 months' time? I think, I mean, I'd like to be in a position where we've actually got a base of operation in the States. Um, How that's going to happen, I'm not quite sure yet, uh, because I I don't think I necessarily want to go out there um, and live out there. Um, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm the front man. I do a lot of um, speaking gigs, so go to most of the events, get invited to speak, which is fantastic. So I think actually we're going to a New York vet show, so I've been invited to speak out there. And that's obviously Definitely. just going to start the start the feelers. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I heard the other day that people were talking talking about me at vmx which is a big veterinary event, which was very very exciting. We've got some really cool things happening at London Vet Show this year, where I think we're being dedicated to technology theatre, which we're going to run, Ooh, which nice. is amazing. Yeah. Um, so lots of exciting things. So I think it's to continue to dominate our our marketplace, uh, and I don't mean that lightly. We genuinely want to dominate our market space yeah. um, because I feel that we do a really good job and we have a very good understanding of our clientele um and then like i said branch out into to, into the us and and i think in time whether it's going to be 18 months or not i'm not sure but we'd like to then start considering and i don't think i'll be the front man for this um because obviously i think you know i want to continue working on this area i, I love my space i love the veterinary space yeah um but you know we, we look to start breaking into another market so you know maybe go into charity so charity it services or, or recruitment it services maybe. Uh, which we have actually got registered and ready to go um but yeah i I just need to find the right person that's going to help me lead that um and and literally replicate the model that we've had within the veterinary space i think fantastic um so with that in
0: mind then um can you see any got any any obstacles perhaps um that you need to overcome before you can get to that i mean you were just there talking about branching out into the charities sector i mean you could also consider care i mean th- these yeah. are huge huge a- areas that i think uh would benefit from the type of services that you provide on your website so i think i think that's yeah possibly yeah so what kind of what kind of obstacles then um do, uh,
1: do i think do you have to th- kind th- of get th- th- out, th- out th- of that way there's there's several. So I yeah. mean, if we look at the different initiatives, you know, breaking into another sector, um, I don't think there's gonna be a challenge in doing that other than finding the right frontman. Um, they've yeah. got to be someone who's passionate and they're probably gonna have to be invested in the business, I expect. Um, and they've got to have confidence. Uh, you know, and and you know, you may not necessarily have confidence from the start. I mean, I definitely did not, I've never, so up until I think it was September 21, I never spoke in front yeah. of people. Um and I got landed at a gig, which was really exciting, about 250 people I had to speak in front of. Um, and I got such a buzz from it and realized how much of a difference I could make. You know, we were, we had no one come to our stand, and then by the end of the talk, we were literally being flooded. It was insane. And about technology as well. Bets don't like technology. <laughs> um, so I think finding someone who, who can be passionate about the technology and have the confidence to be able to speak, because I think speaking gigs for us is a big, a big thing um yeah and i need that person that's going to really care as well and that's really important that's where i say that i think they might have to be invested in the initiative to to make it happen because i want them to feel like it's theirs as well um so i think that's kind of one aspect on that initiative with regards to branching into the states it's going to be people um how do i actually even start you know i've got some ideas i can get boots on the ground as such but you know how much of a presence do i want there? you know bearing in mind that we're a light touch organization in the sense of you know regarding rolling out technology i mean all that we use is you know stuff like abd and yeah you know, stuff that's very lightweight actually within practice um but uh, which makes it really easy to deploy so we could actually just hire people to go and be the boots on the ground which is fine But it's like how much do we want to be there you know what about the bdm side of things so actually the development side um working with clients like how much of relationship is the States is massive, you know, it's it's huge yeah. in comparison to the UK. So kind of that's that's another thing. So I think kind of they're the two challenges. I mean us growing as a business, you know, again, it's it's finding the right people in general. Um, you know, we're all struggling at the moment. Like I say, I've not come across an MSP that's gone, yeah, we're nailing it. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic, you know um and like i say if someone hears this and they are nailing it please reach out to me i will pay you some money to tell me what what we need to be doing if you're nailing it um but yeah i think that's going to be our uh, our biggest challenge challenge in general with um with with, with the growth of the business Great. Right. um so
0: yes yeah, so the i will speak at the end just to kind of ask you if, if there are ways that that people can kind of reach out and get in touch um but before we get there um, I want to ask you now: Who influences you? Um, do you have any mentors or authors or or speakers that have made an impact on your life? Or if not anybody like that, is there anybody in your personal life that you look up to that has kind of pushed you to 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 this point where you're now an award-winning um, MSP? <laughs>
1: yeah no um, I think kind of when I was younger i was I was sort of heavily influenced by the, the big names and I think you know I, I've always had an interest in in and not obsessive um yeah. just you know find him very intriguing and and to be honest any any um entrepreneur and and they don't need, need to be particularly um like well known um you know if they've done well i'm I'm always intrigued and you know there's lots of books that I read um you know that have good suggestions you know, from Marcus Sheridan's i think I think he's been an influencer to a point whether he knows it or not, probably not. Um, but, uh, or definitely not, but, uh, no, I mean, his concept with marketing definitely opened my eyes with, with marketing and, and the benefits it can bring. Um, I think, you know, Paul Green has been sort of pretty fundamental to us, um, in the sense that he, he was some triggers for certain things and yeah. was a great help for us. Um, and yeah, I think kind of, um, like I say, just reading lots of different books, you know, whether it's drive, whether it's, um, never split the difference you know those kind of books that are just have got interesting takes and at the end of the day you know no one is going to directly influence and and, and make me go a certain way I'm just not that mindset but um I can definitely look at things and I might be able to go actually I really like that concept I think that's a really good idea and I think that could help me massively so I'm, I'm I'm an open individual and so anyone can influence to a point um it's just trying to have that open mindset to go okay cool that's a that's a really nice idea and I'd like to give that a try and see if it makes a difference for us. Brilliant.
0: Okay, so we're getting to the end now. Um now we we have been connected uh today through thanks to the wonderful um uh MSP o- awards hosted by, by its superops. Um so c- congratulations again there, Jack. So Thank if you. you've got if you've got one piece, one golden piece of advice to give to budding MSPs who may one day uh, win an award like this, what would that be?
1: Niche. <laughs> niche. <laughs> keep it <simply>, niche. niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do what you do well uh, and do something that you really care about because it really generally makes a difference. And that's the one bit of advice I would give anyone. I think it's something that's massive, massively under, um, uh, undervalued and underrealized, uh, And I think there's a huge potential for MSPs to properly, truly niche. And like I say, if you do something you love, you do it really well. Yeah, and I think
0: I think you are right there too. I mean, you you also have to care, and you and you have to be really really passionate. And and I, th- I think those those just you you wouldn't be successful without those. So you know, I, th- I think that's I think that's absolutely absolutely perfect. Thank you, Jack. So, if anyone wanted to reach out to you today to continue the conversation, uh, how would they best uh,
1: go about finding you online? Um, either grab me on LinkedIn, so I think it's just jack.pepler, which is P E P L O E, no one ever spells it right, um, or, or by all means, uh, email me on uh, jack at veterinaryitservices.co.uk, and that's V E T E R I N A R Y, because people sometimes struggle to spell that. So, yeah, just See. jack at veterinaryitservices.co.uk.
0: Fantastic. So, I will make sure that anything that has been mentioned appears in the show notes. I just want sure. to take this this opportunity to thank you again for speaking to me today jack um and once again congratulations on the award um thank you very much thank you (laughs) Uh, and that concludes this episode thank you for listening i've been Stephen mccormick and this has been tub talk the podcast for it consultants goodbye for now